Hello and Happy New Year! On this episode, episode 16 of the Whole Lot of Nothing podcast, the New Year's cast. My name, as usual, is Roland the Prince. You can find me on Instagram at Roland the Prince. And across the table from me is my boy Jamie Lee. How are you doing, Jamie? Welcome, everybody, to 2019. It is officially January 1st, New Year's Day. New Year's Day. The first day of a brand new year. January 1st, the first day. Now, we have to address something. Oh, yeah, the elephant in the room. And that is, on the most recent podcast, we called ourselves out and we're like, we're not going to party, we're not going to do this, we're going to record a pod and we're going to go into uh, into the New Year podcasting. And, and uh, that never happened. Yeah, it did not happen. We flopped. Uh, you flopped. Uh, you don't, didn't. Don't put me into this. Uh, we both flopped. We both flopped. I uh, legit was like, yo, I'll pick you up. I'll come get you. Yeah, but you didn't tell me that you were five minutes away from where I was. So I didn't know where you were. Well, you didn't ask. <laughs> anyway, basically what happened is a bunch of my engineering buddies were getting together, and I hadn't seen these guys in a long time, and it's like, you know what? I'm going to get together with these guys, talk to some people I haven't seen in a long time, and then go into 2018 surrounded by people who are at least closer to like-minded to uh, to myself than uh, – than uh, if I was just at a random party. So uh, it wasn't really, it was more of a, a get together. We played video games and shit. So uh, yes, not the most productive evening like we, uh, like we discussed having, but, uh, but you know, Hey, we rung in the new year. It was a, uh, it was a good, good situation. Had some, uh, had some champagne and uh, you know, it's always good. Did you, uh, did you go to sleep before midnight? No, I, I stayed up for the countdown, okay. watched, uh, watched the Canada Russia World Juniors, watched some Habs. Habs won an OT. Canada okay. lost to, to the Russians. To the Russians. Uh, then I just was like, I, I, I really wanted to do some work last night, but I other than the pod, I didn't really have much lined up Yeah, because I did a ton of work this week. So I was like, you know what? Like, why don't I just DD? So, oh, so you DD'd for people. By the way, just a uh, noise warning. I'm opening a can. There we go. Just so, uh, so that just didn't pop up in the background. But, uh, but yeah. So I ended up DDing some friends, and um, it was pretty chill, pretty low key. I wasn't. I was definitely not in a party mood. Uh, but yeah, yeah. No, it was nice. No, but that's good. That's good. I know it's a like we we spend so much time throughout the year like not going to parties and doing work that I don't know. Just one time a year, literally the last time in 2018. I don't see why not. It's just uh, we. I didn't. Re- I didn't really. Waste no, I don't any disagree. Time. Yeah, I, I don't didn't waste disagree. any time. Did we do what we said we were going to do? No, and yes, I'll take responsibility for that. Sure, but um, you know what? I'll <laughs> just. I'll just. Not, be, I was not I'll just be the dude who takes responsibility. Sure, I will take it. I'll take the L. It's fine. But it's we not are a big deal. It's not really. No, we're back it's the not next a day deal at all. But I was yeah. like, I ain't taking. I ain't taking this. All right. Well, anyway, we're back in business. We are recording today. It's New Year's Day. Uh, what are your uh, What are your goals for 2019? I know we talked about this uh, briefly in the other pod, but what are your What are your more refined now that you're in 2019? 2019 goals. Yeah. So for today's podcast, we're going to be talking a lot about 2019 plans, goals, anything that we have up and coming, things that we'd like to do, things that we want to accomplish, and and kind of how we would like to progress. And I think that'll be really interesting, kind of starting off the new year, and then maybe at the end of the year we can. If uh, I hope we're still doing the pod at the end of the year, I don't see why we wouldn't be. But uh, but yeah, at the end of the year, I'd love to listen to this back and review kind of the things that we said that we we're going to do. Yeah, and if we surpassed them, exceeded them, if we 
completely forgot about them and if we held ourselves accountable throughout the year. All right. How about this? We're going to set up ourselves of some uh, some personal goals. So goals that you have for yourself. Yeah. Goals that I have for myself. Yeah. And then we're also going to set some podcast goals. So goals, the things that we, improvements that we want to see in ourselves doing the podcast. Mm, I like how, this. How we want the podcast to progress. Progress. Sorry. And then by 2019, or sorry, 20, the end of 2019, we can look back and see how many of these podcast goals do we actually hit. And mm-hmm. even we can, we can write these down on a list, take a picture of them, pop them up on our Instagram and you guys can hold us accountable to whether or not we actually get things done that we said that we're going to, we want to get done in 2019 for the podcast or not. I don't, I don't see why not. Yeah. And I also encourage any of our audience that is listening. If you ever hear us calling something out about ourselves, always hold us accountable to those things. Like feel yep. free, free, feel free to DM us and just like messages being like, Hey, you said you're going to do this. Make sure, make sure we're aware. Cause yeah. Cause sometimes we'll, we'll say things on the podcast, completely forget it. And then move forward. Yeah. And uh, and and if we say something that we're supposed to be held held accountable for, like hold us accountable for it, that's not it's not a problem. If we if we set a goal, we're gonna move move towards it. But anyway, with that all being said, what is the first goal that uh, that we should set for this podcast moving forward in 2019? Yeah, for this podcast, at least speaking for myself, one thing I'd love to do more and more of, and we've done a, t- a tiddly bit of it so tiddly far, bit. Okay. is to get more and more guests involved on the show. More yes. people with interesting stories, things that, um, whether it's stories or expertise that they can share, or just uh, an interesting point of view, I think that could be really interesting. And then um, if every guest that comes on can bring in at least one to three new listeners, because they are on and like their friends are there immediate family wants to listen, then I think that's something that we definitely have to look into as well because it's it helps us get new content out, yep. it helps us grow, and it's and it's also fun. Oh, so 100%. I think uh, I'd love to get more and more guests on this show. Um, yeah, that I think that would be probably my priority. All right, so guess number. Uh, sorry, so uh, so goal number one is get some new guests. Uh, another goal that I want us to uh, to start doing, especially within the next, possibly within the next uh, within the next month or so, is uh, start filming these, pop them up on YouTube, yes, and yeah. uh, and making sure that every single episode that we do is up on YouTube, SoundCloud, and also all other, other streaming sites. Because the amount of times that people have uh, have come up to me, whether uh, even at the party last night that I was at, uh, people were just saying like, "Yo, you have a podcast? Can we listen to it on on YouTube or SoundCloud?" And uh, I'll be like, it's on Spotify or Apple Music, and yeah, some of them do have a Spotify or Apple Music. But when you're uh, when they wanted to listen to it, like because uh, the way that this uh, the guy whose house we were at, the way that he listens to podcasts is in the morning, he'll pop them up on on YouTube, mm. and the, the the people will be on the screen. He's not necessarily watching the screen, but it's playing through the sound system. He plays it off of his, uh, his Apple TV, and uh, or off of his uh, his PS4, and just he he plays podcasts through there up on YouTube. So. Basically, he could just pop them on using the controller, and you can't do that with Spotify and Apple Music through through a uh, through a PS4 or an Xbox One or whatever. So, uh, so getting everything up on YouTube—that's uh, another goal of mine yeah, just for, I, for ease of I access to that. find the pod. Yeah, I think uh, YouTube could not be understated, even if it's. Um, yes, I would like to have full episodes on there, but I also think YouTube would be a fantastic platform for us uh, for segments anywhere from two to 10 or 15 minutes long. Oh, definitely. So uh, whether that's an interesting story, one of us or a guest is telling, whether we feel like it's a piece of value that we are bringing, that we just want that to be shown, uh, I think that could be something that could really, really help us. And also, uh, if instead of going putting our, our whole hour episodes as the only things we post on our YouTube channel, we can actually break things down into more digestible chunks. So those two-minute little anecdotes, those stories, people can go click on those, watch those, and then be like, oh, okay, I like these guys after this two-minute story. Mm-hmm. I want to go see more. Or 
I all right, that two minutes was enough. I got my fill. I like these guys. That's enough for me to, to for me to want to follow or want to subscribe or whatever, or uh, or tune into the next episode. One thing I don't think for 2018 necessarily, but at least long term or maybe later in the year that I'd love to do is if we end up either probably not from this podcast, but if we end up making a bit more money ourselves at a professional level, yeah, I'd love to invest some of that into a producer for the show. Oh, so definitely. somebody that can take over the content distribution oh, yeah, on 100%. our Instagram, run our ads, make our, yeah. our YouTube content, because both of us have such busy lives that if we can pass things off to uh, anybody else, to, to yeah. somebody else, and it's, and I know podcasts in particular, the reason why I'm so bullish on podcasts and when I, why I think anyone who finds words easy should start one as soon as possible is because in my opinion is the easiest form of media to do consistently and to do consistently at a high quality. Yeah. So videos take a lot of time just in the editing room and filming to make happen. Whereas you can have a, an excellent podcast recorded on your phone that you just hold to your mouth because the audio on that on your phone speaker is not as terrible as what it used to be. Obviously, it's not as professional as what these mics would sound like. But if you're starting out and you don't have much of a budget, that's a great place to start. And then you can use apps like what we do with Anchor to produce these out onto a bunch of different platforms and share these consistently. So you only need to dedicate, even if your podcast is 20 minutes each, you only need to do that two to three times a week. If you can dedicate at least an hour a week to creating a podcast and then another hour or two into distributing it, you can you can at least start something decently. And I think if somebody could come in and really help us out with, you know, we 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 could set up the filming and stuff, but then we just hand them over the footage and we're like, here, just like just edit the pod. If there's any like uh, animations or photos that you want to add in. Uh, please do that, especially if we're talking about specific Blart. things. If we're talking about Paul Blart, we need to have a Paul Blart animation. So if you can't, that'll be their, your resume. We even, if we ask you, if well, you if you if you hit us up and you're like, "Yo, I want to produce the show." All right, no problem. Show us your Paul Blart animation. No, and we if, don't because <laughs> we don't we don't need to do that. All we have to do for a Paul Blart animation is joke. go to Fiverr. It's a joke. So if bro. we went to Fiverr and spent maybe like ten bucks and we're like, "Here, can you make this like just a little animation or GIF that we could just input into our videos?" I think that'd be really cool. And then it's it's just something consistent that you put in. Uh, but if we could have somebody that could kind of... A producer. If we could just get, like get a ourselves a producer. Yeah. So they take on the YouTube and they edit. So if we have two cameras set up, when you're talking, it's on you. When I'm talking, it's on me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, don't, I mean, I, I wouldn't be too particular with colored rating or anything on any of the advanced stuff. Yeah. Uh, but And then if we can have our own like mini YouTube intro, that could be something somebody works on. Just somebody that could give us maybe like ten hours a week. Yeah, nothing know? major, just part time stuff that uh, that isn't too uh, too major. But if that's something uh, anybody who's listening is actually interested in, or you know somebody who could be interested in uh, and bring a lot to uh, to the table, uh, definitely uh, shoot us their information or tell them to reach out to at WLN Podcast on Instagram. Shoot a DM, show us some of your work, and and it would can... be paid for too. Oh yeah, well, you would be paid. It wouldn't it wouldn't be yeah. it wouldn't be no free shit. So uh, so don't worry about that. Anyway, uh, so right now we are looking at new guests filming putting stuff on YouTube and SoundCloud, and then also hiring a producer. Yeah. And so I those think are our goals as of right now. Is there I anything else you want to add to that? I honestly think, though, the producer could be one of the best investments we make into this podcast because we'd also give them control of the Instagram, and yeah. we can consult them. We could have weekly marketing meetings where we kind of talk about, be like, listen, like 
this is the direction we want to do. If we can target this uh, audience demographic or put out this bit, if you could just take this clip from 30, uh, make it about 30 to 45 seconds, mm-hmm. uh, edit this out, put it up on, on Instagram, make sure it's like this ratio or whatever, because I can do this as a videographer. However, do you have the time? I am so preoccupied with minimum 43 hours of work a week between a job and a half, which is like my fitness classes that I run. Uh, and then on top of that, I do like to get clients uh, on week weekends if I can, uh, as well as like if I can go out and shoot and do other things. Um, I like to do that. So it's it's pretty, pretty hectic. So hiring a producer would release the workload on us, give work to someone else, yeah. and then also basically just help uh, help our help us brand ourselves. And also when we start, when we get a producer who's in charge of all the editing and filming, we can actually have a ex- executive producer tag pop up where they actually get in at the beginning or at the end of every podcast. They get their their name put up on in the title. So yeah, you get your your uh, your promotional value as well. You can put your Instagram in there, whatever. You're actually in charge of doing your own credits, so you can put in whatever yeah. you want. So like, anyway, I'm moving fine. on. What else? What else do you we, you want to add to the podcast? Because right now we have a list of new guests, filming, putting stuff on YouTube and SoundCloud, and hiring a producer. What other benefits do you think? Definitely we could bring to start the running ads on Instagram. Instagram ads, story All right. ads. I think could be great. Yeah, uh, especially if we start filming these, which is I do think should be. Uh, a priority heading in the next week or two. Um, if we start filming these, then we can take bits from those and yep. then run them as an ad, uh, kind of just like that brings people in. So it kind of shows that we're uh, we're fun as, as well as like do have some very introspective thoughts yes, on definitely. certain topics. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, so I think that could definitely be interesting. Definitely. Uh, also, I think another thing that we could uh, that we could add to the podcast is uh, is seeing if we can actually just invest in some uh, in like some soundbite equipment because you know we uh, we do actually ha- put insert what's it called like, uh, sound effects all the time whether we offer a mm. phone or whatnot. I know that would be more the job of the producer to handle that, but uh, if there, if we could actually get some sort of soundboard that uh, that integrates things into uh, into the podcast a little more, like we just push the button, boom, it's all in there. Like uh, I'm not sure if you've watched. I, I watch a lot of uh, video game streamers. And uh, some of them have this little like stream button pad, and all you have to do is push a specific button on there that you program to to play whatever sound it is through your software, and ba boom, it'll automatically pop that right into uh, into whatever it is that you're recording. Yeah, that's dope. So I something that would be kind of cool, uh, at least from uh, from my pers- from my yeah. perspective. At least. Yeah, the audio guy. That's definitely something you'd come up with. Yeah. So uh, so there we go. So maybe uh, maybe a little audio audio board as well. Just make it a little fun. Yeah. yeah. I'd also love to uh, to upgrade these microphones to uh, to different microphones for, uh, for specifically for the podcast because uh, right yeah, now these could be like guest mics. Yeah, we could uh, we could we could definitely make them guest mics. But uh, but the one thing that I was uh, that I was really thinking because right now I'm on a Rode NT1A. And uh, Jamie is on a AKG Perception 120, and uh, they're both condenser uh, condenser microphones, both a cardioid polar pattern. For those of you who know what that is, you can Google that if you uh, if you want to. But if we could switch over to an SM7B for each of us, uh, those are uh, more traditional podcast type mics. If you ever watch No Jumper, No Jumper, they use uh, SM7Bs uh, oh, unless cool. they've changed them. Or we could go over to. Um, a uh, M two hundred, I believe it was called. Anyway, it's it's that's besides the point. You don't need. I don't. Need, I don't need to go all audio geek on you guys. But uh, but yeah, upgrading the microphones as well would be uh, would be fun. And if we uh, if we move into dynamic microphones, uh, we can have uh, a couple more of them going at the same time uh, when we use my external soundboard. So anyway, that would be uh, that would be kind of yeah, cool. More more mics. More right mics. Now yeah. when and and a uh, I, I'd love to. Uh, 
get us a, get us a like, actual like round table yeah with, with the mics I integrated like, into the table that, that would, would be, be really cool, cool. yeah especially for filming and one thing i agree with the mics is that if we do invest in mics it really helps us with guests because right now when we have guests on we share the mics yeah we share one it, mic yeah which it it does work but at the same time, I think when everybody has their own mic, I, I honestly, I think it does hinder conversation a little bit. A little least. bit, because people will be thinking, well, do I really want to lean in and, and interrupt this person mid-thought and then uh, then lean back out? And, like, and the yeah, I think, like, no, no, no one really wants to do that. Yeah, it, it, I think it, it does hinder it a little bit. Yeah. But, but I, I think, it, I think yeah, that would be really cool to have a, at least another one other one. Yeah, so uh, so definitely we're uh, we're gonna look into that in the future. Is uh, is investing in new microphones and uh, and possibly a sound effects board uh, would be a good investment as well, uh, possibly. Uh, anyway, is there is there anything else that you can see that you uh, that you want to add to the podcast in 2019? We can also add, throughout the podcast, I'll keep the list up on the uh, up on the screen here. And if there's anything that you see that you want to add, uh, just let me know. I'll type it in and we'll add it to the list. But uh, with all that being said, what do you have for your personal goals within uh, within 2019? Yeah, so I'll, I already mentioned one, which I'll just go over briefly because if you've listened to any of the podcasts recently, I can't remember which one it was. We record so many of these that it, they kind of they all just blur into one. Yeah. Um, but one of the podcasts recently, I was talking about how one of my biggest goals for 2019 is to visit my 30th country, which, by the way, little little side note about that. Side note, Leah. It's, it's not a blart, but it's because it's related to this. It's a side blart. Yeah. But I have officially booked my flights for Belgium and Morocco heading out in March. So in March, okay. Got three months to go, and I'll be, I've mentioned this before, heading out with a company called American Wanderlove, which will be really, really fun, doing some incredible uh, yoga, meditative, and kind of direction, life direction leading uh, adventurous retreats throughout the whole country. So going through the mountains, riding camels, cliff jumping on a desert oasis, surfing, it's going to be an incredible time and I'm filming and photographing all of it. So couldn't be more proud of that and extremely lucky and really, really am looking forward to this like so much. Well, damn, there you go. So there's your, so visit your 30th country, which you have already planned. Like it's already, it's already going to happen. Well, I have 27 and 28 right now. So, okay. So sorry, you have two more countries. Yeah. So on top of that, I don't have it fully, but I think I mentioned this before as well, but I think the most likely would be Vietnam and New Zealand. So that's definitely something that is on my list. And those aren't too far from each other either. So They're pretty far from each other. Not too far. But far relative enough. to how far away New Zealand is, Vietnam is like the distance from like here to Europe. That's what I'm saying. So it's not that far. It's, it's not far, ridiculous. But, but It's not ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, and then on, I think my biggest goal professionally it's very macro is to keep working on enhancing my productivity so having less and less days where i feel unproductive and more days that i kind of just feel like i really really gave everything that i had uh in the past couple months i've been getting a lot and a lot better at it but one thing at least for me that i really really have to work on and I'm going to try my best to do this is improving my morning. So I'm good at waking up early. So I wake up most days at 5 a.m. Uh, and then that's usually to go to work. But on weekends, I like it just takes a while for me to start. And once I do start, I 
go forever. But it's that first little like sometimes I don't start to like three like today I didn't start to like three p.m. Damn, like doing stuff. Yeah, and I was like, and I don't want to be doing that anymore. I want to dominate my mornings and then keep going through. So if I can keep on working on staying productive and and uh, filling up my time with as many things that are going to benefit me as possible in the future, whether that's going to the gym consistently, which has been really really good at the past few months. So hopefully keep that up. Uh, basically since May, I've been doing that really consistently, which is nice. Uh, so yeah, going to the gym, definitely one of those working more and more on photo and video learning. So constantly going on YouTube and Skillshare and finding new things to learn and try and master. And I think from that, I'll translate into my next goal, which is to really, really start to get more and more of a grasp on After Effects. Because After Effects is an incredibly complicated program. I'm really strong within Premiere. I've got a lot of those things down. But I know that the next step for me as a filmmaker and and an editor, that After Effects is kind of the next frontier that I have to conquer. And I've I've worked on it a bit, but I want to be able that there's like at least a few different things that I could do in it with without thinking too much. And the way that I look at After Effects is is very similar to the way I look at BMX. So as somebody who's been in BMX and mountain biking for a long time, the more you you practice, the more tricks that you're able to do, the more that you develop those skills, the better at those tricks you become. So you maybe start off doing your 180s and 180s and 360s, then you move on to like bar spins. And it's the same with skateboarding. Like you start with the ollie and then you move to the kickflip and then you can kind of progress from there. After Effects, I kind of view the same way. You just have to really keep on working on it to increase your bag of tricks. So, if so just I can, constantly moving forward. Yeah. Okay. So if I can if I can increase my bag of tricks on After Effects to not an extreme level, but definitely something where it's like if you ask me to do certain titles, I shouldn't be able to struggle with that. If yeah, there's like certain effects that I have in my back pocket, maybe the transitions, maybe they're just little things that and subtle details that I can add to videos and films that I think can really stand out. That's what I want to work on for the next so developing, like eight months. Developing your style through with After Effects as well? Is that, yeah. Is yeah. that as part of it? So, so kind of doing that. And After Effects, I think, is extremely important for client work. It really separates you from being an amateur to a professional. So if I could do that, I think that'd be really cool. Um, and then another one is to keep on investing in my camera equipment and gear because now that I've been taking it fairly seriously for quite a while, but now that I actually have like 2018 in February, I got my first client, which was a real estate shoot, which was paid for, for about 300 bucks to do a little real estate video. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got Johnny to help me out with that. So we split it a bit. And then uh, from there, I had a bunch of different clients from like weddings to DJs to uh, hotels and resorts and Airbnbs on my trip. Uh, and most recently had another wedding that I did the photography for. So now that I actually am starting to sell my services more and more and more, I think it's incredibly important that I elevate the quality of the content that I'm producing by elevating the quality of the gear that I'm also like bringing. So investing in a Sony a7 III camera coming up, uh, as well as a couple lenses. So lenses on my horizon for that. 
Um, obviously, for me, I need to start with the kit lens, 24 to 70. But the first lens I'm buying after that is a 16 to 35, either f either f 2.8 or f 4. 2.8 is like a thousand dollars more expensive. It's a three thousand dollar lens. <laughs> So it's extremely expensive, but part of me is like, if I get this lens, then I will not have to upgrade this for about like four or five years. So, so it's a longevity investment. Yeah. Whereas the F4, I may upgrade within two and I, I'll save like a thousand dollars. So right now I'm leaning towards the F4 because if I, by the time I would, so two, three years when I would consider that upgrade just for that little bit of extra quality, then I would probably have a lot more clients at that in two, three years from now that I think I could justify it more. So that's why I'm leaning towards that. Uh, and as well as an 85 mil 1.8 portrait lens. I've been using that uh, recently. Uh, a friend of mine, uh, we've gone out shooting and that lens is so crispy and so nice that if I could get myself a piece of that, that would be Amazing. So that would really elevate. And then also some sort of tele lens, because if I want to do wildlife photography and videography, oh, you don't want to get too close. Yeah. Especially like I do plan on going to Africa within the next 18 months. Okay. And I'd love to do, um, <coughs> I'd love to do South Africa, uh, and Namibia in particular. So if I could see lines in the distance and use a lens to get no, up bro, close. Just don't, don't be a pussy. Just get up close. Yeah. yeah I'll <laughs> just ride him like a dragon. Exactly. See, you know, you're, you're getting it. And so, yeah, that's definitely something from pre professional level I not want to do, but I have to do this year. As, yeah. as well as I do want to upgrade the drone uh, to a DJI Mavic Pro, uh, 2 Pro. Uh, I like that one in particular more than the Zoom. So basically, DJI, so I have the Mavic Pro, which is two years ago, DJI came out with this, like, basically it was like the first consumer drone that kind of fit into your average bag. It even it, it's small enough to fit into your hoodie pocket, so it's not crazy small, but it's pretty damn small. small enough. Yeah, yeah. So it's extremely portable, and it was really the first consumer drone at that size that was damn good. So they had the Phantom series before that is just as good, but the problem with the Phantoms are that they're so much bigger than the Mavics that it really wasn't tr like travel friendly. So most uh, your average consumer just wouldn't invest in that. Yeah. Whereas the Mavic line came out and then people just went off and I was like literally the first person to get one. Damn. So I ordered it uh, like it was over two years ago on uh, Black Friday. So that was, um, I think, one of the smartest investments I've ever made. And I love the results and it's not working for me at the moment, but I should be able to fix it. But the reason I do want to do the upgrade is because the new camera on it has a variable aperture um, or adjustable aperture, I should say. And what that is, is essentially if you think of a camera in a similar way to the eye and your pupils, depending on your sensitivity to light, uh, when there's more light, they shrink. When there's less light, they grow just so you can see consistently. And that's why when you say for you, or actually, no, with, with cameras, you have to do that manually. So unless it's on auto settings, but you have to do that within the camera and you have that option on such a small drone to adjust kind of the eye of the lens open and closed. So you can take in more light, which makes it better in low light situations and you can adjust it that way. So that's part of it too. The sensor on it is like three times the size so the reason why DSLR cameras have such nicer images than a phone is because the sensor size is bigger because a phone can only have a sensor that's probably like 
smaller, probably about like half the size of your like fingerprint. So because of that, it can't take in as much light. It can't take in as much information and data. So it can't create as nice of images. So the bigger the sensor, the nicer the images, the better in low light. So it has, so it's going to have better images and better low light. So that's definitely something I'm interested in. And for me, drones have been a very much a staple of my style of videography. I love aerial landscape shots. So if I can improve those even further, uh, get my color grading in different log profiles like extra nice and crispy, I think that's something that can really help me moving forward. Um, and yeah, so definitely investing more into my camera gear. Because I know that that's really long-term going to help me out with clients. Okay, so investing in your camera gear and basically changing your or, or elevating your personal branding by improving the actual items that you have and being able to push yourself farther and uh, prove yourself even further. Yes, because I'm a big believer that whatever you're pursuing, you don't need the best equipment to do it well. But once you get to a certain point that you're starting to outgrow what you already have, that's when you should invest. So it's the only thing holding you back is your equipment at that point. It's not your level of skill. The, it's it's your, not the only thing, but it is one of the things that can take you to the next level. And you, yeah. you have the technical know-how as well as the dedication to justify the cost of spending that much money. Cause uh, w- w- it's funny hearing you say, say that cause I'm thinking the exact same thing for my personal goals for the, for the studio. Yeah. Well, that's uh, why I mentioned it because yeah. I know that it's very, like transferable to pretty much any skill, anything. Yeah. Like, uh, I'm thinking of the same thing. So for my studio, sorry to cut you off like that. No, no, but, I was hoping you do that because okay. I was hoping you cause, uh, cause for the studio, I'm definitely looking to, uh, invest in another set of monitors, hopefully some, uh, preferably some, some dual woofer monitors where it's, uh, like some atoms or, uh, or um, what's the uh, there's another brand that I was thinking of Avatone no not Avatone shit well I do actually want to get me some Avatones the little like uh, the little uh, basically they're just smaller speakers that help you when you're mixing uh, mm-hmm. you can hear what it's going to be like sound like on a pair of traditional like earpods or AirPods or traditional earphones and it just basically helps your mix uh, see how it will translate across different uh, listening platform listening uh, listening hardware uh, so definitely want to get myself uh, another larger pair set of speakers that uh, that will give me a, a wider frequency range that I can listen to. So it'll, that'll improve my mixes. Uh, then get me a set of Avatones uh, that would uh, improve my mixing as well. Just basically give me another uh, completely different type of sound. Uh, and then on top of that, I'd love to invest in, uh, I'd love to get some NS10s, Yamaha NS10s. The NS10s themselves are not actually... One of those speakers? Yeah. They're uh, they're not the greatest speakers of all time, but if you can get a mix to sound good on those speakers, they'll sound good on any speakers. So it almost takes away the need to get mm. get Avatones and a larger a larger set of speakers. But uh, but if you have it in conjunction, like in, in pairing with a larger set of speakers and some Avatones, you're really going to get uh, get the optimal optimal amount of sound. So uh, with that, I would have to invest in a, in a, a system to, uh, to switch back and forth from different from different speakers. So that's possibly a new interface. That's possibly a different uh, different controller. And uh, I'd also love to invest in a DAW controller. So uh, right now I'm looking at uh, looking at a couple different ones. But uh, basically, a DAW controller is uh, something you would use. It's like a, it's a, it's pretty much, you know, when you walk into a studio and you see, or like you see pictures of a studio, because I'm not sure how many studios you're walking into, Jamie, but <laughs> just this one. This is one, yeah. Uh, so it's like you'll see a big ass soundboard and it's, uh, it spans across the room or whatever. And whenever you move a fader on there, which is the little slidey doodly uh, on there, whenever you, I just sounded like Ned Flanders, goddamn, a <laughs> <laughs> little slidey dealy. Uh, but uh, whenever you slide one of those up, it slides up in Pro Tools as well, uh, just like on here. 
uh, like on your mix window. Sorry, I pointed in the mix window for those of you uh, who can't obviously can't see. Yeah, because we're not filming. <laughs> we're not filming these yet. But anyway, uh, but yeah, basically uh, just giving a physical touch to my mix, which is how I was trained to mix in school, where we have that physical mix, and basically getting my eyes off of the screen and my ears more onto the sound, and just being able to move with my hand and feel where the sound should be. Uh, rather than just look on a screen and see all my di- all, all my digital like uh, data like data exactly and all my numbers of where everything is and and doing all the math in my head like where everything should be and like trying to eliminate my phase cancellation well, well that's still something I'm going to do but anyway just basically being able to add a more physical feeling to my mix so that I can get a better get better mix quality than I than I even currently do which is still pretty good but Anyway, just looking to push my craft even further. Um, but yeah, another thing uh, I already said uh, earlier, which is a, it's a podcast uh, goal, but also one personally is uh, hopefully upgrading my microphones as well. Like, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong, I still get fantastic sounds out of the microphones that I do have, just because I know the nuances of these microphones. I know what they're what they're good at, what they're not good at. I know how to use them uh, use them properly. Uh, but upgrading my microphone so I just have to do even less work to get exactly the sound that I want. And when well, that's what comes with a quality piece of equipment is uh, you don't, it, it's the, uh, you pay the price because they're expensive, mm-hmm. but, uh, but, in, but basically you're paying so that you get that quality sound every single time and you don't yeah. have to worry about fucking around with settings and, oh, it might not sound the same way if I do this technique on this voice because this voice is deeper than the voice that I usually do things with. But if I just have that proper microphone that well, if I just buy a U87, it'll sound like a U87. I don't have to worry about modulating d- different settings within my within my uh, within my plugins and whatnot to get it to sound like a U87. You know what I mean? So, uh, so just basically investing in uh, in a microphone, a, a better microphone than than uh, the ones that I even currently have. So, yeah, and just to uh, upgrade my sound quality. Uh, but then also one more thing that I want to uh, want to get into is uh, so, and also a goal that we had going for the podcast is uh, is running more advertisements. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'd love to run more advertisements, not only on uh, on Facebook and Instagram, but uh, I'm going to be uh, actually posting on Fiverr uh, and basically starting oh, nice. starting my uh, my posting my mixing and mastering business up on Fiverr because uh, then I can get uh, clients from all around the world and uh, all different types of music that will expand my knowledge because I'm trained to uh, to mix and master and record. All different types of music from. You should from also check out Upwork.com. Upwork. There we go. There's another one, uh, another website. I'll, I'll, I'll write that down later and uh, and definitely take a look. But uh, but yeah, but basically offering my services to a wider range of clients. So going to Kijiji, uh, going to uh, going to Craigslist. I don't see why I can, why not why why I can't do Craigslist everywhere. Just uh, but yeah, just basically offering my services uh, as as much as I can to uh, to as many people as possible and getting in uh, even more client work. Than, well, especially uh, as this is your main source of income. Yeah, this is my this is my job. This is what I do full time. I literally wake up in the morning and mix. That's yeah. <laughs> that's what I do every day. So uh, if I can just get even more work. Uh, that would be fantastic. I'd love to. Uh, I'd love to have every minute of uh, of my day and like literally be able to have a a uh, a work week that operates with like just be getting so many clients that I can have a work week that operates within Monday to Friday and it'd be completely full. So you mm. know, and that would w- be ideal. One thing I'll I'll add to what we were both saying about equipment upgrades, and I think this is important for anyone that is doing any sort of creative work or work where you are dependent on equipment. So even if you're like a mechanic and you want to upgrade your wrenches or you want to upgrade uh, your garage so that you can work more efficiently and have better shelves or better tools or all these other things. Yeah, whatever it is you need. So the thing is, is you when you upgrade, a lot of the times the technical ability of the equipment you're upgrading to is significantly higher. Mm-hmm. So there's there's more settings, there's more... 
Uh, there's more power within it, but it requires more manual work and technical knowledge to actually operate them, especially with cameras, especially with uh, audio equipment and, and software and all these other things. So it's almost like you're graduating to the next step. Yeah. And once you do that, so I, I, for me in particular, uh, I use a Panasonic G7 as my camera, and it's it's a great little camera for an introductory to filmmaking and photography. It, it can shoot 4K, it can shoot 18060, um, but at the moment I need higher frame rates, I need a larger sensor, uh, and I need just something that's a little more reliable and is better in low light and just has better capabilities. But because I've spent two years using this camera, using it manually, understanding how uh, to set up my shots for photography and get dial my settings in, uh, and because I've worked so well with this that I know that by me stepping up to a higher piece of equipment that I will be able to operate it. There may be a bit of a learning curve, but I'm not just jumping into a ball of fire. Like you learned how to swim in the shallow end before actually just doing exactly, a game. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's really important. And that's kind of what you did. You have like, you have very solid equipment here Yeah, and, I, uh, and, it, yeah. and it works. But yeah. if you want to be a professional, you need to provide professional equipment too. Yeah. And people take you more seriously when you have that. And on top of that, when you have greater equipment, you can start to charge more. And yeah, that's that, a big that, that's thing. True. So for me, with if, if I want to do weddings, which I'm not that passionate about shooting weddings, whether it's for photo or video, but it is good money on the side every now and then. I don't, I don't mind it. So if I want to shoot weddings right now, my rate, uh, and to be completely transparent, my rate is about $800 for, for wedding video. And that's extremely cheap. That's very cheap. That's for very weddings. cheap for weddings. Because for weddings, that, that's a business that people are willing to pay any expense. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, like it's, so, it also can you justify charging a crazy expense? Exactly. And the reason why I charge eight hundred as opposed to like two to three thousand is because I know one the camera that I'm bringing is not going to give me the extraordinary cinematic results. It'll look great, especially since I know how to color correct and color grade my footage to make it look nice. Yeah. So it'll look nice and it'll look like really, really cool. And I, I don't have the same slow-mo options as I would in, in other ones, which really makes very emotional moments extremely dramatic, yeah. which uh, is something I need to invest in. So the image quality isn't there. I don't have slow-mo options. I also, I don't have a gimbal, which is another thing I want to invest in for this year, which basically I put my camera on and it's a motor that stabilizes it. That's another like at least thousand dollars that you have to invest in that to get completely smooth, stabilized footage. I have like a little gorilla pod instead of a tripod. So I don't even have that. So I know that the equipment I'm coming in, I'm constrained and limited by what I have, but I do have the creativity side of it, and I do know the shots that I need to get. I just have to work around that. It's just like what it's just like what I said earlier. It's how can you like you can you can do it all that you want with the equipment that you have and, and process it to mm-hmm. like like I can get the sound of a U87, but it's never going to be the same as if I just go and buy a U87. You know what exactly. I mean? You're just not going to get the same quality, and, th- and that's just something that. Excuse me. That uh, that it, it comes with. It comes with any technical practice, any and it comes with anything. If you have the right equipment, it's just going to make it a thousand times easier. But you but have to know how to use it. You have to earn it. And you, yeah, but you have to earn it. Like you shouldn't. Smart. You shouldn't just like because I I know plenty of people who have who come into the audio game and they have their studio and they just 
went out and got the highest equipment yeah, that they could get. Spend like pro- what, probably ten to twenty k on stuff. Oh yeah, they just they just went, took out a loan, and and copped a bunch of stuff. But and then they just slowly learned how to use it, and that's not necessarily the greatest way to do things because it can work for some. Oh, people. Wait, don't get me wrong, it can work. It's just. It involves, it just, I don't have as much respect because they didn't go through the long grind. Yeah. I started with the USB with microphones. It's, it's, I started it's with recording on, on, on a piece of shitty computer with a piece of shitty software. Don't worry, I'll let you, I'll let you yeah, come yeah. in in a second. And I, I learned how to go through all the little, like I learned many different little techniques from using shitty equipment that I'm, that when I actually was going through my schooling and my program, I I could get the sound that I was looking for even better out of the high end equipment that I was using because I was using industry level industry grade equipment like like all the like your your telefunk and your mm-hmm. uh, your UA, UA equipment like all, all I was using high end equipment like your uh, your SSLs and whatnot and I was using high end equipment but using my low end like techniques that I knew that oh I have to I have to make my cue a little bit tighter on these EQs because if I'm using a shitty EQ and I, if I if I have my cue a little bit higher get get me more specific now when I get really specific into what frequencies I want to attenuate attenuate with a higher cue on a high quality piece of equipment then it just basically it gives me even more depth of of feel within that sound yes. to to fully take care of what I'm doing and the um, the amount of attention that I that I can now bring to a high, to a, to this mix with the high end equipment all comes from me having to do having to do exactly that on a lower end piece of equipment because of the limitations of the actual piece of equipment. Yeah. And then now that I'm not limited with that piece of equipment, it just becomes a thousand times easier what I'm doing because I, the piece of equipment does the work for you that you would normally have to do extra on top of on top of uh, your shitty piece of equipment. Hopefully mm-hmm. that all made sense. I didn't just like spit out some blibber jibber jabber, but I followed, but I also know you. So that yeah, that, that's it. true. If, if I'm just speaking jibber jabber, uh, please let me know. But, but <laughs> anyway, so one thing I'll, I will say is I think if you are heading into any field and you know that the, the interest is there and you know that you want to do this or at least potentially might really want to pursue something around whether it's photography, videography, music, like mechanics, woodworking, whatever, like chopping down trees. Uh, and I think chopping it's, down trees. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know those people. If that you like, want to do it, if you want to jack your lumber, you go and do that. But you, you, know you, you, know you better invest. You better invest. Climb trees and like they they like head up and they take their chainsaw and like cut it off bit by L- bit. Lumberjacks. Uh, is that lumber? I think lumberjacks it, it, with an axe and shit. But like you know that you know the that was like back They're, in the day. Like, you yeah, know, it's gotten, like, it's it gotten modern, better now. Are they you know? considered lumberjacks or just like tree They're, climbers? Well, like, like, are they just climbing trees? They, they climb trees with a chainsaw and, and they cut them cut down like, like a lumberjack bit. with a chainsaw. Like, yeah, lumberjacks, lumberjacks use axe. chainsaw. Oh, I didn't. Oh, okay. Yeah, Maybe, you know, sure, you, know, you sure. know, back in the day they used to use axes and tree that's the climbing lumberjacks. Okay. That's just a lumberjack now, but okay, fine. Go for it. Not all lumberjacks are tree climbers, but all tree climber lumberjacks are lumberjacks. We'll we'll stay with that. Okay. Anyways. So I think one of the smartest things you can actually do, uh, and it's, it's kind (laughs) of actually do. It's a little bit, it's a little bit different than what it sounds like we're saying. And I think you'll agree with this Okay, is take one of your main pieces of equipment that you're going to be using. And I think get one of the best versions of it okay. so if you're getting into videography and photography i think it's really smart to your first camera either you could do what i did and kind of get like a mediocre one and feel it out but i don't think it's a bad idea to spend a couple grand and get something really nice and figure it out because it's all the additional things around it that are going to cost more so it's yeah. the gimbals it's the tripods it's the filters it's all these other things that 
really, really serious people have to invest in. Yeah. So it's, I don't think that's a bad idea. So for me, no. what I did was like investing in the brain. That's like, yeah, it's the same thing as me in investing good money. Invest in, a yeah. lot in the core and just like, work your way up to the things that surround it to make it better. Well, that's why so I invested that in a, a good computer. It's the same thing. Yeah, exactly. So for me, it was the drone. The yeah. drone was the first like big, big perch. I spent more money on my drone than I did my camera. Yeah. And so for me, that was important because I knew that that was going to be the thing that elevated my content first because I love aerial shots and I knew that I wanted to get those sort of things. Yeah. And now I have, I feel like I, I am a solid drone pilot where I can get really intricate, interesting shots in tight spaces and really cool camera movements that maybe a lot of people don't because I've once spent the time with it as well as I knew right away that when I got it, I was putting so much money into it that I had to, use it to the best of its abilities. Yeah. So I think if you take one core piece of equipment, so if you're going to be that like tree climbing lumberjack, maybe invest in a really damn good chainsaw so that it does make your life a little bit easier at the beginning, even though you have to figure that out. Yeah. Um, it all, it all like a really, out. a really good camera and lens combo to start because it's the additional lenses that you're over time. You're going to have to spend more money on. Yeah. I think that's really, really smart. Or so for you, like it is the, like have a solid computer. Yeah. Um, and things like that, because that is going to help you. So eventually, for me, I did have to upgrade to like a really nice computer, uh, just because After Effects and Premiere will crush anything that can't keep up with it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so that is one thing I will add. So don't buy the entire system, like yeah. outright best of the best right away. Because you don't you, need to get all the frills around. No, you but just need the, but the, have at least yeah. one that like is very solid, and and make sure there's like a priority there. What that is. So for you, that was the computer. For me, yep. that was the drone. For some, that might be the camera with like a decent lens or something. Mm -hmm. But make sure at least one piece of equipment is quite up there. I mean, it doesn't have to be the very best. Yeah, it doesn't have to be. But it has, it has to be at least industry standard. Yeah, like have one Definitely. piece of industry standard equipment when yeah. you, when you start because I think that really is going to help. Oh, definitely. But yeah, definitely. that was that was kind of like my take on that. That yeah, I thought I'd add. Yeah, but uh, but getting one piece of industry standard equipment, it, it not only does it because it's it, it's the it's almost like the whole concept of of you you uh, if you dress good you feel good, that yeah. kind of, that kind of whole uh, you, like you look how you or you feel how you look you know yeah that kind of thing. So if you're even if, even if you're just a beginner and you have this piece of equipment that you know is is standard within the industry and you know that other people in, inside the industry that are much farther along than you are have the same piece of equipment, then you feel like, oh, I'm at least, I at least have a chance to contend with them. Yes. It's just all, all that's, all that's left for me to contend with them is me. It's like, how it's do I line set. up? Yeah, exactly. How do I line up my shots? Or for me, how do I use my microphone to, to capture the sound properly? Mm -hmm. And, uh, and actually getting back into, uh, into my goals for, uh, for the studio and, and for, for myself in, in 2019, uh, I definitely want to look at, look, more into uh into expanding uh the type of people that i get into my studio because right now i'm very limited into in terms of uh what it is that i record and uh, i definitely want to expand more into recording different genres so i want to be recording full bands ideally i'd love to be doing uh i'd love to be doing full eps and full albums with not only with rappers and vocalists and uh, i have no problem with working with uh, with people who are just vocalists and, uh, and need like computer-based production and whatnot. I love doing that. That's what I do all the time. But I, I do want to expand more into uh, to getting different amps in the studio and working with uh, with guitars and more analog equipment, whether that be synths, whether that be guitars, whether that be drums, whether that be, uh, I don't know, piccolos. Do we have any piccolo players? <laughs> I'd love to, but uh, I, no, I love working with actual 
instrumentation. Yeah. People who are actual musicians. Not, and that's not me knocking any of the rappers or, or vocalists that do come into the studio. I, I still, your, your voice is just as much, as much an instrument as anything else, but I do love, I do love, there's just something about actually recording real instruments and putting those all together and knowing that every single thing that you're hearing is actually played by a human and it's not just a sample recorded That's a and pitched over a keyboard. Human skill. Exactly. And uh, and no, I just I, I love the sound of of actual re- actually recording a guitar and the whole process of it as well. It's like lining up my microphones in the specific spots on the woofers of the of the actual. Uh, or on the cone, sorry, of the actual amp. So I know that I'm going to get this more gritty tone because I put my microphone at this point on the cone, or I'm going to get more low end because I place my microphone at this point in the cone and I can, I can set up a room microphone, capture the entire room, add in an analog reverb of this room that I'm recording. This just so nerdy. Oh, I am so nerdy. But, but I'm like is, so turned on at this. Oh my God. Oh yeah. You know, it's just, it's like, Bro, like me, I could talk for hours about just miking stuff. Oh, like, so wanna know my, sexy. Do you want to know my favorite instrument to uh, to mic? Cellos. No, actually. I, I, cellos would be fucking fun. Don't get me wrong. Oh, that would be so fun. No, a harp would be fun as well, but I love doing pianos. I can see that. You're, I, you're I'm a, a pianist. Yeah, as, as a piano player myself, I, I already know what sound I like when I hear at a piano. So when I was actually at Algonquin, they had a, uh, a baby grand there. Yeah, we had film you on it. Exactly. Uh, so that same there, that uh, that Steinway right there. I loved that Steinway grand. And uh, and the way that like I loved miking that in a bunch of different ways and getting different sounds out of it and hearing the different mixes of the, of the hammers being more heavy and and the bass strings more more pan to your left and your uh, and your actual highs pan to your right and you get that actual stereo image of the piano that you feel when you're when you're sitting there and getting the same thing across to the audience I love I love being able to do that or using a, a ribbon microphone which is a more antique style microphone to capture the piano and, and mixing that in as a room mic to uh, to add that more vintage sound on top and just get your nice little crackles your flutters mm. and whatnot anyway I just love doing stuff like that. And w- with piano is like a, an, in, like an instrument that I know the sound of very well. And I know what I want to get being able to fuck around with, uh, with actually the way of miking that is, is really fun. But anyway, anyway, <laughs> moving on. Uh, yes, I do want to, I'm going to be getting a drum kit in the studio within mm. 2019. Going to be getting amps in the studio for guitars, probably one or two amps. Uh, I'd love to invest in a, uh, in an orange micro terror or mini terror. One of the two, it's, it's one of the two, but, or in an, uh, an orange amp and orange is a very quality and reputable brand for, uh, for guitar amps. Yeah. Uh, and then also investing in an analog synth and analogs because nice. uh, an analog synth would just be something I'd love to have. Uh, it'd be something that's really fun to play around with. Uh, I love playing around with analog sound. So, uh, so that paired with a, uh, with a nice little amp and then, uh, a drum kit as well. You never have to pay for drum samples again in my life. Uh, that would be, uh, that'd be really, really, really good and really beneficial. It's just the whole equipment to help you, uh, to help you move forward in whatever it is you're doing kind of, uh, kind of thing. But yeah, uh, I just kind of, uh, kind of, okay. That's the end of my rant there. Done. Nice. I'll, <laughs> I just spoke for so long. Uh, yeah. No, I'll, uh, I'll continue, I guess my, my goals. Cause I yes, still have a few more. Yeah. Yeah. Keep going. Keep going. So one of my goals for the next probably six weeks, hopefully is that I want to get out my first website. So, uh, hoping right now the plan is to have it around my nomads brand. Okay. Uh, and I, my YouTube channel, if I wish I don't think I've actually mentioned you've never, this. yeah, you've never shut out your YouTube channel once on but that, the pod. That just goes to show that like, I'm not motivated by, not motivated by the clout. I'm not motivated by subscribers. I just love like, he loves what he does. Yeah. I just enjoy it. So the clout. that's so funny. Um, but I've like, I've talked about films that I've worked on and stuff, but I've never actually talked about like where my, you can find them, my personal brand, which 
as if this is 16 episodes in yeah it's episode <laughs> episode 16 we are finally finding out about jamie lee jamie lee exposed yeah so uh yeah my new youtube channel is called nomads all in caps uh and it's pretty hard to search up because there's a lot of different nomads sort of uh Hold on. Will like that will that be something that you could possibly adjust within 2019? Adjust your uh, your searchability by changing your name or changing the way. I the could change are. the name, but the more viewership that I get, the more likely it is that it's going to pop up uh, right away when you search nomads. But if you look up like nomads uh, Chile or Philippines or Shargao or something, like you should be able to find it. And how do people spell Shargao? S I A R G A O. Shargao. Shargao. All uh, right. Favorite place in the world. Favorite place in the world. Yes. Now, oh, anyways, yeah, you did say this so, in the last pod. Uh, but yeah, so what I want to do is kind of create a website around that brand and have my own blog that I run through the website. So the website, currently the domain name that I'm hoping to use is going to be called travelwithnomads.com. Uh, and I'll be posting blogs about whether some some things like everything that you need to know about Thailand yeah. that nobody talks about. Uh, so a lot of those is like, for instance, a lot of the places you can't flush toilet paper in most of Southeast Asia. So if you have, if like, I'm sure you didn't know this. I didn't know this. No, but you, you just take the toilet paper and put it in the garbage. Yeah. I I actually, uh, like they don't have enough like water to flush everything down that. Okay. That makes sense. Uh, but at the same time, uh, that's like a completely foreign concept from, uh, from here. Yeah. Like I actually get, there was (laughs) There's a buddy of mine who went over to his uh, went over to one of his friends' places, and he was sitting in the bathroom and you know doing his paperwork, and uh, <laughs> and at the end of his uh, at the end of his uh, his work day, let's just say that he uh, he looks over at the garbage can and it's just full of like shitty shitty shit covered toilet paper. Yeah, and he's just like, oh well, I don't put it in the toilet. All right, and like when he told that to me, I'm like, ew, what? That's a completely foreign concept, but like. No, I it's guess like over, that oh, in uh, in a lot of places, actually. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, uh, I I didn't. I don't know if they were foreigners. I don't know if they're just people well, who you, love the smell of poop. But I don't. Know. But when you when you travel, so it was like that in Chile. It was like that in many places in Bali. It's like that in uh, especially in the Philippines, Thailand. Uh, it's it's pretty common. Like it's okay, not yeah. it's not mm-hmm. rare. So yeah, it's rare here. Yeah, it's it's rare here. But as you travel to really far places, you you start to see that pop up more and more. But so yeah, I, uh, like that could be one of them. Like everything. Okay, hold on, hold on. Everyone wants to know. I guarantee. It. Does it affect the smell of your bathroom? No. To having p- paper covered in your own feces in the garbage can right no, beside. No, because they you. they change them pretty frequently. Okay. Does that? Oh, it does make changing the garbage a lot worse. Uh yeah, but I now I never had any issues with it. Uh, okay. I don't know. Just as a person who's never had to experience that, like the closest I've ever experienced to that is like taking a shit in the woods. <laughs> so like I don't know. But, I can't um, really talk. But yeah, so I, I want to have my own blog up there where I um, give the best advice I can about travel, whether that's packing. So, for example, I did two and a half months on, in all of Southeast Asia, not all of it, but throughout Southeast Asia and Australia, Western mm-hmm. Australia specifically in Perth. I did all of that with carry-on only. So it's like I had maybe six to t- – I probably had about eight outfits. Okay. And so it was like how, how do you go for 10 weeks with just like – and, and I had one bag that was entirely full of just camera gear, and the other was just, like, a little bit of clothes. Um, so it was, like, that that could be one. So make blogs about that. I do want to leverage Pinterest in terms of marketing because I think Pinterest is a fantastic platform to find travel inspiration uh, or many different things as well as it activates a 
native female audience that you don't typically get, which Mm -hmm. is cool. So I think that could be uh, a place that I want to do a lot of my marketing for the website. So if I make a blog, put up like a little Pinterest ad with a nice, like almost like a thumbnail for the blog that leads there. And then I can use like targeted keyword ad searches to kind of get the best optimization from it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, professionally, a website is definitely something on the immediate horizon that I'm currently working on through with uh, Squarespace for travelwithnomads.com. Uh, I want to have my own kind of photography and videography portfolio there as well, so that if like I send like a potential client or brand to my website, they can see them kind of categorized easily. Like this is stuff from the Philippines. This is stuff that he's done like uh, in terms of travel and landscapes. For so you want an EPK? Yeah, an electronic press kit. Do you know what that is? No. So when I was in school, we we not only did engineering, we also focused on how to actually run an artist's career, how to actually like do everything for an artist behind the scenes, not only with the actual music side of it. So not only production and engineering. Uh, one thing we learned about is an electronic press kit. So this could be a hidden URL or a hidden, like a hidden part of your website that all you have to do is type in your website slash EPK or whatever. And this link is not readily available on your website, but when you send it off to somebody and you click on that and like they go to that link, mm-hmm. it's another page of your website that's hidden to the average person that basically is a resume of everything that you do. So whether, cool. that, whether that be like your best photos from, you were saying like Thailand or Bali or where, wherever. Yeah. Uh, Bali's in Thailand, right? No, Bali no? is Indonesia. Yeah, please, please, my bad. My, see, this just shows how bad I am at geography. Yeah. Um, but anyway. That's why you it, need to travel. Exactly. You know, Actually, can we add that I'm going to add something. This is total blart. Okay, total um, blart. We're going to come back to uh, to EPKs, but yeah. We're going to come back, or who knows, maybe we can sidetrack. Yeah, I don't know. We'll, um, we never know on this podcast, honestly. But anyway, so this is my blart. I'm going to put, we're going to put one professional goal okay. for each of us. So I'm going to give you one, you're going to give me one. Oh, shit, okay. So we're so, giving each other goals. Right yeah. Now. Okay, shit, let's do it. So, and you, you, I don't know if you're guessing what I'm saying, but it won't be a surprise because we've talked about this before. Oh, shit, okay. So I, the, I don't know what you're going to talk about right so now. So the but goal that I'm putting... Oh, no, I know. Okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, so okay, the okay. goal that I'm putting on you yeah. is I want you, and you better fucking do this, Okay. is I want you to take a minimum, minimum of 10 days and go somewhere by yourself. And just, just go New somewhere York by myself? Or, either New York or L.A. New York L- Toronto or L.A. Toronto does not count. New York or L.A. That's fine. I've been to, to Toronto too many times. Anyway. You have to cross the border and you have to go somewhere, whether it's just for the sake of like finding new musical and artistic inspiration, yeah. uh, like self-discovery. Like There's so much value in, in solo travel, especially yeah. for somebody that like you that doesn't travel that much. I think you'll get a lot of artistic and creative value out of that. I, uh, I definitely, one thing that I wanted to do is uh, I was definitely thinking about going over to Asia because I love absolutely love you know i love asian culture love asian don't get me like okay a lot of my uh a lot of my uh knowledge on asian culture is based off of documentaries and anime but you know and and me <laughs> and, and and yeah and and, and the, uh, the the white guy with the asian last name uh over here jamie lee it's my twitter bio do you think that had uh do you ha- think that had any uh your last name had any effect on how people thought of you in asia before they met you where they're yeah, like oh i'm definitely times, open to meet jamie a few lee. times hostile hostels like thought i'd be like chinese or something do you think that actually helped with your getting like admitted to the hostels not at all i don't think it made a difference <laughs> uh, okay i don't know just i know that some places are like they see lee and it's like oh mr lee okay well, that was that was i didn't want to go like full full on with the accent and just be completely <laughs> racist so i just kind of half-assed it but anyway uh but yeah anyway uh yeah that's definitely something that i think i could do it's just i i do want to do that and uh 
within this year, I definitely want to like, even though I'm releasing my album Loaf Boy on February 1st and is going, uh, and I'm releasing a song every week for that album, releasing the song one song, uh, releasing the album one song at a time. Uh, it's going to take me a little while to do that. And uh, I've been creating constantly with this, uh, with this new album, but uh, I feel like I've reached almost reached my, uh, my cap of the inspiration that where I am right now can give me. And I'd love to, uh, I've definitely been thinking about going to Japan Ooh, and uh, Japan's I, expensive though. I know that's, that's what I found. Um, but I, I, I definitely like, I would have no problem with going to New York cause I, uh, that's one city I've never been to New York city. Yeah. You well, like, that's why I'm New York saying state, New York is it's, it's easily, it's easy to access. You can get round trip flights for like 350 bucks. Yeah. It's an hour flight. You can get hostels that are probably like 25 bucks a night. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can even find couch surfer, like going couch surfing and like, uh, have you heard of couch surfing? Yeah, I have. I have. Um, yeah. So for those of you that don't know, couchsurfing.com, you sign up and people actually offer a couch. Uh, sometimes if they're really generous, a spare room in their house for free. Oh uh, shit. For free. Yeah, it's free. So they just like so lure like people they, into their they, house, let them sleep on the couch and then murder yeah, them at night. No, oh, no, it's, okay. uh, and, and they do it for the sheer sake of just like connecting with new people. So you're going to like, you stay with a local person and you actually like, Maybe you you go out for coffee or breakfast or dinner and like they can show you around the cool spots. Uh, you have like really interesting conversations and and then you know you kind of you just hang out or okay. or you do your thing. You can do it's up to you. It depends on on how I, how what kind of couch surfer I am. Yeah, and All so right. uh, well, that's definitely something I want to I want to look into. So it's free, yeah. which is like really cool. So for any of you that do are into travel, especially when you go to cities, mm-hmm. uh, I think couch surfing is a fantastic option. I have yet to try it. But I am completely open to it. All right. So for me, definitely, I definitely do want to uh, want to. I wanted to. Uh, what I was going to get to is I want to create a whole album on like a, that ten day trip because like oh, we've talked wow. about this. We talked about this a long time ago, and it just I would love to actually just sit down and every single day one song, one song every single day, whether that like fully written and produced, not necessarily recorded. I'm not going to bring all my recording equipment with me, but I'd love to, uh, to love to write and produce a song every single day on a trip and just take inspiration from the world around me, kind of get off my phone and, uh, and just really experience the place that I'm going to. So, uh, New York would be a great place. I definitely, uh, it would definitely give a lot, give me a lot more like boom bap inspiration, uh, mm-hmm. being, being the city that being New York. And you know what uh, I think I haven't shown these niggas I can rap in a while. So I would True. love to do that. You know what I think would be super cool. I'm not saying you particularly have to do this, but I think just like a really cool project is if somebody like did what's what would be called like the people project okay and kind of like humans of new york where you sit down and you actually have like a conversation with an absolute stranger okay and maybe you record part of it and that can be a cut scene i would love that to be a love that to be a podcast i man. think that'd be really cool what, so, what if we did a traveling podcast where like i can i can set up something for you that, yeah, uh, that, that you can take an idea how about this how about this okay he, you gave me a goal which is to go and travel it's something that you do yeah i would love for you to while you're out traveling and, and doing whatever it is that you do, sit down and do a podcast with someone, someone yeah, completely okay. random. Like you, like it doesn't matter who they are. Who, just if you meet someone on that episode on a trip, a whole lot of nothing. Yeah, an episode a whole lot of nothing, but in a whole lot of where the fuck are you? Yeah, where uh, we'll find out. But uh, but I'd love to see uh, love to see you do a podcast with some someone from another country in another country. I can I'll, I'll see what I can do for uh, for setting up, uh, giving you some equipment to uh, to do that with, or just at least the know how of how to do it with your own equipment. Yeah, that's and, uh, something I'm very. And even if we can in. figure out a way to, because uh, I'd love to, uh, I'd love because thing is, if I ha- gave you a microphone setup and I have a microphone setup, all we'd have to do is just plug our headphones into our phones and listen to what the other person is saying. Yeah. And record our own audio into our own microphones that are w- with each of us. Yeah. And then you just send your audio to me. We mix it together and 
boom there we go that's send it that's a high quality podcast and we were never even in the same room together boom i'm, I'm down for that but All anyways right. back back to my point Hold so on. oh epks well after <laughs> after this okay so, sorry go 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 so basically the people project so yeah, oh, yeah i think that'd be amazing for a podcast i love that idea super down for that Safe. what i think would be so cool is if you you kind of like talk to these people, whether it's for an hour or two or however long, yeah. you you listen to their their stories and what they have to say in their perspective, and you write songs from their perspective. Oh. So I'm not saying you have to do that, but I think that'd be so cool if an artist like no, but the thing like is that's that's what I love to do. Had like yeah, and that's why like I'm Loaf, Boy, Loaf Boy is a concept album that I'm writing from the perspective, or at least I've written most of my stuff from the perspective of the Loaf Boy. Exactly. Yeah. But if you took like ten people, like just randomly like one a day and you don't have to record the songs, but you kind of like come up with the ideas, the concepts and maybe you start writing. Yeah. And then you listen to their stories and each person you're kind of telling some sort of story or an event from their eyes within music. That'd be really cool. Cause I'd love, I'd love I've always to that. found that third person story music and songs are so fascinating when people kind of take in somebody that they, they've met or somebody that they saw or somebody that they've observed yeah. and then they make a song from their perspective. Yeah. Change things. Completely. I always find that so incredibly cool. Yeah. That's definitely something I'd be, uh, I'd be interested in doing. Cause I love, I love being able to, well, I'm a, I'm a person who loves to write scripts, loves to lay short story, mm-hmm. write stories. Apparently I can't even talk, love to write scripts, love to write short stories and whatnot. And being able to speak from the perspective of a, of a character is something I like to do. I've done that with my past concept album, the divine mind of Darius Marks done that doing it with this new mm-hmm. concept album, loaf boy, but being able to do that with a person who actually has a story does add an element of pressure behind it. Cause like, you know, they're actually you gotta tell it right. Exactly. Like, right. So you gotta tell it hundred percent. Right. But, uh, but that's definitely something that it's, it's a pressure I'm not shy of because I, I know that my work can speak for it. It's an incredible creative exercise. Because well, then yeah. it's like, yeah, it you've created characters, yeah. which is incredibly challenging in itself. But at the same time, it's like you made those characters. Like you know those characters. Yeah, those I know characters the nuances are in some way based on you. Yeah. Not entirely, but there's aspects of you within those characters. Oh, of course, naturally. Whereas like this is, that would be completely something like Completely new and separate from me. Yeah. And I also, not just for you, I think for anybody, I don't mm. know of anyone that's done a, like a, a people proje- project, like a people project in, in music, especially in hip hop. Mm-hmm. So I think that, like if you could do that, I'd, I'd be so. Fired yeah, that up. would be. That's something I'm definitely interested in doing. It's a. I've been looking for a lot more creative challenges because I have been feeling like, yeah, I'm challenging myself to a certain extent within my production, within my my lyrical ability, within my like testing my ranges between mm-hmm. what genres that I do. Uh, but doing something that's completely separate from, or something that I've completely never even really done before. Yeah. With uh, with telling per- stories from the perspective of other people. Um, it's kind of like what Jake Holden in his most recent out, not Kod. What was the one before that? Um, the one was from the perspective of his friend that died and oh, his shit. daughter. I, I can picture the album cover in my head Yeah, right me now. too. I Jesus can't. Christ. But you know what I'm talking about, I know about, exactly right? which one like, you're talking it kinda, about. Yeah. It kind of goes through the story of like his friend and then he dies and then the, the rest of it is a message to his little girl. Yeah, to his daughter. Yeah. So I think that is uh, like that sort of concept, I think in hip hop has so much potential for so much. It was for your eyes only. Right. For your eyes only. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I think a concept like that. So you could either do like 10 songs for 10 different people 
interview two to three and kind of make it or like, I, I think I, I would incorporate has, that. I, I'd love to incorporate that into uh, into into part of the project. I don't want to make yeah. the entire project revolve around other people because that takes away from me and my experience yeah. and how I'm writing basically going somewhere else to change my perspective to do things. But if I do a one or two songs, maybe on a, on a, on a project that I, that I completely write and produce on a, uh, or it was like a people a project EP. I'd, I'd love to do that. Definitely. Like just like, a, like maybe like four songs and it's about yeah, like four love different to, people. But what I was getting at, I'd love to, uh, if I do, go on, well, or sorry, when I do go on this trip, uh, yeah, I'd love you to, better. Uh, sorry, sorry. If I speak it into existence, it'll happen. Um, but when I do go on this trip, I'd love to, uh, I'd love to actually sit down and be producing every day, doing my thing every day. But just one of the, one of the times, if I meet someone who significantly impacts my trip and gives me a, a story about them, that's completely, that like opens my eyes and changes my perspective mm-hmm. on the way that I view the world, the way that I see things. Then like through their, through their experience, through their stories, if they have a story that, that is interesting enough, then I can choose to do maybe one or two songs that are from perspective of someone else. And then based off of that, and then maybe, yeah, I could move into doing a people project, but uh, I don't want to nail myself uh, to no, that cross, like, commit I, myself was, to that right now. It's a suggestion, not like, uh, go do this. But after Loaf Boy, my next album, I definitely want to uh, want to take inspiration from other places, and uh, I'd love to do a 10-track album. It'll be my first 10-track album, mm. um, but uh, since like since my, 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 my mixtape days. Um, but I'd love to do a 10-track album where like every song is literally done in a day, and it's just I spend one day, one song, and uh, take inspiration from a new city. And uh, yeah, like do like the New York project or something. I yeah. don't know. But uh, but yeah, that'd be definitely be something that's really cool. But uh, back to hold on, back to EPKs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which would be very. Uh, this is very. It's very rare that we actually go back and and go from a blurt that went that far. <laughs> um, but uh, back to EPKs, and uh, I know we're over our usual hour, so like, don't worry, we'll, we'll wrap it up soon, yeah. maybe. But um, if, if you got an EPK going where it's just a secret part of your website that you could be sending off to. Uh, Excuse me to uh, to people who might want to hire you to use you for your services. It'll just basically be your online resume. It can show all the accolades that yeah. uh, that you have, all the training that you have. It can show all of the uh, the clients, the high end, the low end, every every single client that you've uh, that you've worked for, and uh, and just basically show what it is that you do and how it is that you do it, and uh, and how you change your styles depending on what it is exactly that you're doing. Mm-hmm. But uh, but having an EPK, even for, especially for musicians. So if there's any uh, up and coming musicians that are li- listening to this, a uh, one way to set yourself apart from the from the the crowd of all these people that are just trying to come up is build yourself a website use GoDaddy, squarespace whatever it is that you need to use um and build yourself an epk and that epk just being a link that has a is a link to all of your accolades and all the things that basically your art yeah yes i do what is it uh i'm not giving it to the strangers because oh it's like specific it's specifically okay it's specific for like that link i only give to people who are actually looking to seek my services or i need to show them Yo, this is my musical resume. So whenever I do uh, reach out to, like, like let's say there's a, there's a, a larger entity that wants that uh, that is looking for for talent to uh, yeah. to perform, I can then go instead of saying these are all of my accolades, this is this, this is this, and then, and typing all that out and giving literally giving them my artist resume and handwriting it, I can already have it on a website. That all I have to do is say, hey, uh, I can give them that, my, or it's not really me, it's my management that would send the email off, but they would be saying, Roll, this is this is Roland, Roland, this is what Roland can do for you. Uh, if you have any questions, check the EPK. If there's any questions outside the EPK, we'd be happy to, uh, to answer them for you. But that EPK, if you if you give it to to anybody, you can, they can find the pictures of you that they need. Like I say, it's for an article. They're, lo- they're looking to learn more about me. Everything they need to know about me, my artist biography, my pictures, little snippets of my music, like links to my to my everything, my my Spotify, Apple Music, my uh, Instagram, my Twitter, my Facebook, it's all there. So basically, giving an EPK and having that electronic press kit is good for 
if someone needs to learn more information about me, it's all right there. Someone needs to put information about me into their into their story. They have my EPK. All the information is, is right there. They can quote take quotes directly from my bio and pop them in there and directly quote me without even having to speak to me. You know what I mean? Mm. But it just makes everything a little bit easier for, and, and it makes you look really professional. Why would you make it, not saying you specifically, but why yeah. do people make it private? Uh, because having that EPK available to the public basically takes away the power of the EPK. In, in, a sense, in what way? In the, in the way that just having that out to the public, it's like, wow, well, if this information is all just out there already, then like, it's just basically putting it all into one spot. And it, when you give that one private link to somebody and say, this is the private EPK link, everything you, know, you need to know is here. It's, it's not only this is like, it's just a couple pictures of me. It's the same picture in multiple different formats so that that can be used inside of, it's more technical information and technical stuff that's in there like different, different, the same picture in different sizes. So it can fit into any, like, let's say the, uh, they, they're confined to one page for their, for their inner, for, sorry, for their article on me. They can choose this. If they wanted that specific photo, there's different sizes of that specific photo, different shapes of that specific photo, different crops that they can be putting into that, uh, that article that don't take away from their space that they're using to write. Mm. You know what I mean? And then, but, but with that, you wouldn't have three different sizes of photos in your photo of the same photo in your photo gallery on your website. Cause that just looks weird. Yeah. So, but having that for an EPK, you give that to the people who are working behind the scenes and basically it, it, it's, it, they take it more seriously exa- when they know that it's exclusive for them for that. Exactly. Okay. And it's, it's not cause it's not only just a, a professionalism thing. It's, it's yes, a professionalism thing, but it's also a psychological thing. You give that, you, you say, Hey, this is my private EPK. Only people that I'm working with get to see, even see this EPK site. Boom. Here you go. And you can, you can use that, like take mm-hmm. it, take and run with it. Like when I sent, when I sent mine off to, uh, when I was featured in, uh, in the, one of the newspapers that's in, uh, in Canada, I, I sent them off my EPK and they had all the, the pictures that they needed of me. They had all the, all the quotes from my bio they needed from me. And they also talked to me on the phone, grab quotes from me like that. But it just, it basically made their job a thousand times easier, which any professional within any industry will really appreciate. Yeah. And, uh, especially when, it, when it's coming to press and media, your electronic press kit is just something that uh, that can set you apart because there's so many artists that that I've talked to that are coming up and they're, they're asking me what can I do to make myself seem more professional because all these guys that I'm talking to to try and get album, uh, try sorry try and get feature placements uh, in in magazines or on TV they're just not taking me seriously it's like get, make yourself make yourself more professional get, get yourself that electronic press kit that'll set you apart from from everybody else and just it, it's just something that you can do that's that's not that much work that will get you a lot more work. Mm. But anyway, that's enough of my rambling about uh, about EPKs. Is there anything else that you uh, that you want to add to this pod before we do uh, sign it off? Because we no, are hitting we, our, uh, our we've sp- extended our time. Yeah, we're past the seventieth hour. So I think we'll we'll end this with another open ended question to the audience. The audience, and we want to know what are some of the things, some of the goals that you have for twenty nineteen, and how are you going to actually implement them throughout the year? Mm-hmm. So how are you actively going to try and achieve these things? How are you actually going to put in the efforts to, to make these things happen? 
It could be as ambitious as you want. It could be very simple. But if you're calling yourself out on them, they're just like, we called ourselves out of this pod about we what we're going to do. We hold you accountable. Yeah, you hold us accountable. We hold you accountable. We will uh, we'll, we'll out you on the podcast and uh, hold you accountable. So we're, it goes both ways. But anyways, yes. Uh, yeah, send us in what you not. And this isn't New Year's resolutions. This, yeah, these are goals. By the, just everything we talked about today, even though it is the new year, this isn't stuff that we just decided to do because it's the new year. This is no. stuff we've been deciding to do to further our career this is something the same we'd have the same conversation in june we'd have the same yes. conversation in july it doesn't it doesn't matter yeah so and if you were to ask me like in june like what oh what are you trying to do for the rest of the year i probably would have said the, the exact same, same answer yeah because if you if you're really serious about changing your life you're not going to wait until new year's to change it you're going to do it when you want to do it mm-hmm. and it just happens that and it's, if new year's is the thing that gives you that push then that's great that's but. fantastic but i feel like what makes what is what makes the stronger person even stronger is being able to do exactly what they need to do when they want when they know they need to do it mm. and not actually having to rely on oh well this this date is what can what dictates that i have to start new yeah. but there's no shame in doing that anyway with that all being said what are your goals for the end of the year or sort of goals for the entire year or, or goals for, uh, for your future in general, send them to us at, at WLN podcast on Instagram, shoot us a DM. But with that being said, we are now in our 75th or 78. I don't know something, something minute, but that's, that's your final comments. Nothing else, Jamie. Yeah, let's uh, let's end it here. Let's. Well, thank you so boom. much to everybody who's uh, who's tuned into this episode. Thank you so much again. Reply to at WLN Podcast. My name is Roland Prince. Across the table is Jamie Lee. I'm mm-hmm. at Roland the Prince on Instagram. He is at James Life with an extra e. Boom, bam, boom. My album Loaf Boy comes out on February 1st. My new single Woe featuring T Shandy comes out on January 4th. You can pre-save that on Spotify now if you go to RolandPrince.ca. Shameless plug. Shameless plug. And with that, we are out. Have yourselves a great 2019. Boom.